So, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about comic book movies today. And films, and bad films especially, are some of my favorite. And there's a book I listened to last year. It's called The Disaster Artist. Have you ever read it? Oh my gosh, no. I haven't read it completely yet, but my roommate had it. And she read uh, some of the, the sections of it to me. And it is hilarious. I need to get it and read it myself. Yeah, it's about The Room, which is one of the worst movies of all yes. time. It's a cult favorite. And... Now's the part where I get to say something totally cool that we've never said what? before because we have a sponsor. What? No way! This episode <laughs> is brought to you by Audible.com. And if you want to find out more about The Disaster Artist or any of the other books that we ever talk about on here, you can go check it out. In fact, if you go to audible.com slash nerdtastic4, you can actually get a free 30-day trial and a free credit good for one audiobook of your choice. So try it out. So go check that out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You got to go do it. It's uh, audible.com slash nerdtastic4. Woo! There is a podcast beyond that which is known to man. It is a discussion as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between movies and TV, between gaming and tech, and it lies between a collection of comics and the summit of our knowledge. This is the podcast of our imagination. We call ourselves the Nerdtastic Four. Welcome to the Nerdtastic Four. I'm Rose. And I'm Desmond. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> we're, we're, we're done. It's, it's just the two of us today. The Nerdtastic Duo, if you yeah. will. Yeah, Kern's out fighting wildfires or something. Hopefully not, but uh, really, he may be. Chris, I think, discovered sleep. So Yes, Chris has had a weird schedule, so his sleep schedule is all wonky. So we don't know when he's awake and when he's not. <laughs> no, we just assume he's he asleep. Yeah, we just assume he's asleep. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, today we're going to talk about <sighs> Suicide Squad, right? Suicide Squad, yes, exactly. That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. But because we're a little late with the review, we wanted to tag on something special. So we're also going to pitch the next uh, DC Expanded Universe movie. Like, how would we set up from here? Where would we go? So we'll yeah. do Suicide Squad and we'll do that. There's not much other news. Rose, do you have anything? News-wise? Uh, well, uh, what was his name? Uh, R2-D2 guy died. Kenny Baker, yes. Oh, Kenny man. Baker, yes. That's his name. It was yeah. so sad. And as Kern would say, he was also in Time Bandits, uh, yeah, which time I can't bandits. verify, but he keeps saying that. So I'm going to assume it's true because I can't remember. Right. And I have never seen it, so I'm just going to assume it's true as well. Although, honestly, Kern could just be saying that everybody works in that movie. Yeah, for all he just he says know. Time Bandits like I say Highlander. It's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I don't think I... They dropped the new trailer for um, Rogue One. Yeah, I really want to get the guys in here for that. Like, uh, they keep dropping more trailers. Like, I thought there was yeah. only going to be one, and then there was another one. And now there's some sort of teaser or TV promo thing. I don't know what's going on, but it all looks good. I'll say that much. Yeah, it looks exciting. It still makes me excited to see the movie. So, really excited about that. Um, oh, yeah, Ghostbusters might not get a sequel. Yeah, that box office. Which really, really bums me out. Like, so bad. I mean, because I kind of wanted to see where they would take it. I know. And it was good. Like, it was all right. So I mean, many I, haters I, I, out there. 
I'm, I have the same kind of issue. I'm scared for Warcraft. I didn't even, I haven't gone back and looked since I said the box office might not be there for them to do it. And now I'm scared. Yeah. I'm like, I really, really want that Warcraft sequel. I gotta have that. That's gotta happen. Yes. Man. I, I'm really excited for that as well. But I also really, really want a Ghostbusters 2. Another Ghostbusters 2. And I'm sorry if I sound 4? like crap. I've been fighting some no, sort you of sound infection fine. for like a week. Ooh. Yeah. You gonna turn into a zombie? It's got all into my muscles and everything. Like my shoulder hurts. It's weird. Ugh. Anyway. That was a good side that note. That sounds Thanks terrible. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Listening so, to... Yeah. So... Our terrible uh, Ill- ailments. Um, suicide Squad. Um, yeah. Now, how did you see the movie? Did, like, um, were you in 3D I... or RPX or any of that stuff? Or No, I just saw it in regular theater. Regular movie. Good okay, old-fashioned. I saw it at drive-in. Oh, nice. Yeah, Cheap Man's Theater. Cheap Man's Theater. That's how... Um, so, anyway, what did you think of it overall? We'll get spoiled later. Overall, um, I thought it was it was good. It was um, let's see which parts did I like? I, though some of the writing, I guess, was not the best, and some of the uh, some of the characters didn't really get developed at all, um, and especially one or two. But we'll get into that during the spoiler section. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just. It was good. I enjoyed it. I thought that uh, Margot Robbie did a great job as Harley Quinn. I think that everybody who was paranoid about it didn't really need to be because she did great. Um, Really, I thought everybody did a good job acting-wise and that the characters were really enjoyable to watch on screen. And I'm really hoping to see more of these characters because they were fun. I, I agree. I think it was really fun to watch. I mean, there were moments where they, they killed the action. In fact, I think every time they built up any kind of momentum, they killed the action. Mm-hmm. Pacing was probably the biggest problem. And I, I blame that on the writing. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think you're right when you said that the characters didn't get developed. But the acting saved that movie like a lot. Will Smith really pulled it out. Like I haven't seen him like that in a very long time. Right. He dug really deep into that role. Um there were some people that were a little flat. Uh, Rick Flag for me was flat. Amanda Waller, that was it was fine. I mean, I don't think anyone expected her to come any less than that, so that was fine with me. But the story overall was just, I mean, it was really basic, and they stuck to the numbers, and it worked. But that's yeah. all it did was work, as far as that goes. If you like these characters, I'd say watch the movie. They're not exactly like their comic counterparts, but. They really did have their own, I don't know, personalities. You could tell who was who and what they were supposed to be. Right. Kind of generic, but overall. So what did you think of the this new rendition of the Joker? I actually liked it a lot. Yeah. Like, it's very, it's very obviously a very different character from any other Joker we've seen. But it evolved really well with what like today's villains are so like because you've the original joker who's like supposed to be a 1920s mobster gangster but that's not a thing anymore so to change it up to like the modern day gangster where uh but he so he still kind of got that like uh gang banger style but he's also still got that little touch of the joker where you don't know what he's going to do or how he's going to react to certain things so He's actually quite terrifying, like, and and I, I thought it, he did a really good job as that. 
Yeah, I mean, the only reason I'd give it any negative marks all come from the way it was edited. And I could tell it was the way that it was edited because it just, it was out of place and you could tell things weren't supposed to be in the sequence they were. That's not what he said right there, how it would follow. Uh, A lot of people were upset that he was totally in love with Harley. But honestly, I felt like he was still unpredictable enough that I didn't buy that that was what was happening. So that's why it worked for me. Yeah, I agree. There's like a lot of points where... um... You still kind of are led to believe that maybe the Joker does actually care for Harley in some of the scenes. But really, I think it's just that you haven't gotten to see a lot of him. And that, yeah, sure, he goes to rescue Harley because, you know, that's that's Harley is his. She belongs to him. So, of course, he's going to go get her back. But I think that in the future, hopefully, we'll get to see more of their interactions and see that, no, he doesn't really care about her as much as he cares about his making sure that his things stay his things. You know, it's more of a possession thing and less of a love thing. Most definitely. Most definitely. I have to agree with that. That is exactly on the spot. Uh, I think overall, I would say watch it. I don't know that I would say spend all the money to go watch it. But uh, if you right. get like on five dollar Wednesday or something, why not? Yeah, and so I heard there was a there was one critic in particular who said that it was worse than the Fantastic Four movie, and I think that if you think it was that bad, like what are you on drugs? Like I'm not sure. Yeah, what I you were expecting because it, there was no way it was that bad. No, like I enjoyed not. it. I mean, I would put it on Transformers level. You knew what you were getting. Yeah. And I mean, I probably enjoyed it a little more. If you saw the cast of characters and stuff, you didn't go in there expecting some emotional drama, I don't think. You shouldn't have, at least. It was dumb. No. You're dumb. It was fun and exciting and thrilling. And if you expected it to be a cerebral cinematic masterpiece, I think you need to go see some different movies. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, I would just say, before I get into anything spoilery, what? watch it. Drop the money. Go see yeah. it. Yeah. Even if you like, even if you you're a little worried about it, go see the matinee. It'll cost you like five bucks. It's totally worth it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I guess we'll drop a spoiler tag here and just say Spoilers. spoiler from this. One. We're good. We can talk freely at this point. So Rose, go ahead. Woo! So, um, what was his butt? The guy who like slung around on on. Oh, Slipknot. I don't even know. He's like Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> Slipknot, Adam Beach, climb anything. Yeah, so I, I, so they gave all, all, all of the other characters at least some background, and they're like, uh, you know, even from the beginning of the movie, like we're doing all this exposition of these characters, and then at the very end, it was like, and here's this guy, he can climb anything. At the very, at when when they were finally pulling all the team together, and I was like, he's gonna die. <laughs> That's the whole purpose for him being there is to is to do something to show that he that they mean business and that he, they're going to kill him. You know, they, they did him dirty, though, because like they didn't even give him any kind of emotional like they pretty much killed him to prove that the callers were real. And I don't think that was a point of contention. Like, I don't think I need to buy into it. I'd already bought into a movie with yeah. the Joker and Harley Quinn. Did I really need to buy in that, that they had implants in their neck that would explode? Like. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, it does make sense, I think, from the villain's point of view, that they might not totally believe that that's an actual thing that's going to happen. So they put that to the test. And uh, I think it, like, yeah, they definitely 
dirtied up that character. But on this, at the same time, the second he popped out of that box and they were like, this is this guy, I was like, he's going to die. <laughs> so it was more of a, I, mean, I don't know, to true. me it was more of a meta thing. Like the audience knew, the writers knew that the audience would know immediately, this character is just going to die right away. So don't even worry about it. I mean, I guess, but that is, I, the lack of character development, I think, is symptomatic of the bigger problem in the movie itself. Because Katana is in the damn movie. Like, she's in it. She's in scenes. We see her everywhere you look, you see this woman. Yeah. And yet, the only thing we know about her is she's Japanese, she knows Rick Flag, and she has a sword that has her dead husband's soul in it. That's it. That's all you got for her for the whole movie. That was a waste. Yeah, like they kind of touch on her husband being stuck on the, in the sword, her, his soul, for a little bit. But it wasn't much of a character development. And she was a pretty cool character, so I was hoping for a little bit more. And she was still pretty kick-ass. But yeah, I'd say that I was left a little, little lukewarm with her character. Yeah, like I have no investment in her. If she doesn't come back for the next one, I don't care. Yeah. And uh Deadshot, I think Deadshot had the best character development, but that also might have just been on account of the acting. Yeah, and really I think that the the movie really did center around like Deadshot, Harley, and then uh the Enchantress a bit. Yeah, which was a waste. Like Enchantress was completely wasted, I felt like. Yeah. I really I really liked her and I liked that um at the end, when she starts to fight them all again, she gets all cindery and creepy again, as opposed to the, uh, what, Queen, Queen of the Damned outfit she had right, on for a little right. bit. <laughs> no. The, the eyeball thing was really creepy, though. Like, they did a good job with this weird, like, almost, like, H.P. Lovecraft style, yeah, like, eyeball thing going on. I don't know. I thought it was weird. Her brother was weird. Like, it, it the love story was, didn't factored in like i don't get why it was there yeah like they spent a lot of time on that and i felt like it dead ended like her and rick flag just falling yeah. in love and then somehow that wasn't a chess move by amanda waller what it uh it totally was and that's all it played out like yeah like that's exactly what it was she intended for them to fall in love so that she could use like his feelings to do which make him sure that he did what she wanted him to do. Also, I was really pissed that she was in that safe room. Right. Like I don't even know why that safe room was a part of the plot. That, that was a whole waste of time. It was. Like I would have just if we just had more action scenes and instead of killing the action again to show them battling up to the big beam in the sky like every superhero movie would have been awesome. Yep. It would have been perfect. And see I had a I had a friend who pointed out that um the DC does not do well when it comes to, um, I guess it's, I think it's a balance thing. Like they like to pit, uh, normal humans with no superpowers against like godlike beings and have the godlike beings turn out fine or have the uh, human beings turn out fine. Like, yeah, Deadshot's a really good hitman assassin or whatever, but you know, he's still a human being. And Harley's kind of crazy and she's got like this, the uh, criminal mastermind type thing going on and she is a bit stronger than most people. But she's still just a human. Yeah. The humans always come out fine despite the fact that they're fighting. Like, and granted, they have some pretty almost superhuman skills, but they're still just humans. Uh, and so 
a lot of times that that makes it seem very strange when they're able to like come out on top despite the fact that they're normal people and maybe that's kind of what they're going for that like human beings themselves are good enough to fight against these creatures if they're determined enough um but yeah it just sometimes it ends up being a little too i mean I, easy i guess i my my problem with that was what was with those putty things? Like they they had those the soldiers that they turned or whatever. Yeah. But they were basically putties. That's exactly what my friend called them. That's exactly what my friend no, called were. them. That they were putties from Power Rangers. I don't even I don't even know I don't even have another description for it. Like that if you don't know what those are, <laughs> they're basically generic henchmen number three. And like okay, they're supposed to be big and bad, and apparently Rick Flag can't handle them because he kept getting his ass captured. But Harley yeah. Quinn took out like a half dozen of them in an elevator ride. Yeah. So that kind of just made them null and void to me. And I, I kind of, I, I, the only other issue I had was the same thing I have with the Avengers movies. Now that we have the Avengers team and we have these solo movies. Like what the hell was Batman and Superman doing that was so important that they, they couldn't come around to this? Right. Well, and that's the that's the thing. It's like uh, that's another point um, about the using humans to fight superheroes or whatever, fight super beings, is that if like the whole purpose, the whole premise to creating this team was a little ridiculous in my opinion. So you have like as opposed to it, what it should have been was Amanda Waller should have gone in and been like, and I don't know how it does in the comics, but it would have made way more sense if she had been like. Okay, so we have superheroes, you know, sometimes do some good things, sometimes do some bad things. But um, what we need are is a group of people to handle the morally gray areas. Because, like, Superman, granted he's dead right now, but Superman can't, like, he won't do questionably moral things if we ask him to. We can't go to Superman for those kinds of things. So instead, we're going to make this lame. group of people... Yeah, which you don't want to do. I think mostly people have found that that ends badly for them if they do something like that. But, like, that's the thing. If it had been a, instead of a, we're going to get this group of evil people together to fight the next Superman if Superman, the next Superman turns out to be a terrorist. Instead of that, it should have been like, we're going to get these people who are questionable, who have to say yes to us, to have them do what we want them to do in the, for those morally gray areas. I feel like that would have been a better setup for the group. Oh, it definitely would have. But um, made more sense. It's like let's not let's not pit let's not pit like Harley Quinn against Superman. That's not a that's not a fair fight. Right, right. No, I I think I agree. Like my only other big complaint was they wasted Batman on the Joker cutaway scene, and they wasted the Joker on that scene. And that was, I mean, I get it, and it was cool, but there were way too many flashbacks as it was, and throwing him in there just. I don't know. Uh, it, it struck me as wrong since he didn't help out in the rest because Batman works in that gray area. So even if they did what you said, I still don't understand why he wouldn't have some sort of interest in this. At least show him watching. Yeah. Like if, if someone could show me like an Easter egg where like Batman was in a scene and like flew away because they had it handled, I'd buy that. Right. But we didn't but yeah, get that's, that. Like where, where were they? Like you see the flash uh, for a bit. And he uh. shows up and captures Boomerang. So you know that they're there and they're doing stuff. So it's, it's yeah, it's a lot like in the Avengers movies. Like, uh, where was this character during all this time? Like, why weren't they helping? Why didn't we see anything from them? Because I'm guessing that a group of metahumans would have done a much better job. And granted, the Suicide Squad had it handled because 
for whatever reason, these enchanters decided not to just teleport them all to the moon. Right, I, I, but um, <laughs> I mean, I'm very frustrated with the power set on some of these uh, characters. Like, I don't know how mm-hmm. else to put it. Like, um, Diablo, very frustrated with his choice. Like, apparently he, he can't kill anybody until he tells a story in a bar. Then it's cool. Yeah, I think it was more of a, it led up to finally he released his powers when he got pissed off, but then uh, was okay with using them to fight evil creatures. But I actually really liked his character development in this film. I just thought it was too textbook. Like, I, I, I think that I, you said you knew when uh, Slipknot came out of the box. I knew when they when they told the story that that was where it was going, like, immediately after we got any yeah. of the story, I was like, oh, so he killed his family. Yeah. Oh, and I just, but I did really like the part where he turns into like this fiery yeah. Aztec skeleton god. Like that was awesome. It was. I just wish it had been more of a factor, you know? Like that's yeah. the only thing. They had one like super metahuman and they didn't use him until the very end. And then they ended up using a bomb anyway. Like, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't understand that writing at all. I don't understand it. <laughs> and then she died, but the doctor lived, and I don't understand how that happened. Like, the power of love, but it wasn't. Right. I think her yeah. sacrifice would have meant more. Yeah, I agree. But I did like the part where uh, Harley tricks the Enchantress. I thought that was really cool, where she's like, gets really close to her, and then was able to, like, take her out and take out her little heart thing yeah i mean again i thought that was telegraphed like the moment she started going up there i was like oh come on <laughs> uh, the only thing i will say about harley's story that really bugged me well there's two parts i'll take that back i did not like her as harling quinzel uh i really were hoping yeah. they were gonna show that and they did and then i was disappointed in the way they did it because she was just already too much of that character like yeah. when she's it was yeah. you didn't get to see you didn't get to see enough of the beginning of Harleen Quinzel when she was like a serious doctor you know you just saw the the bits where she was already slightly infatuated with the joker yeah and then the i guess the only thing that frustrated me was i wish the joker had tried to break her out and she joined the squad that way because her joining up yeah. and then the joker trying to break her out and having this subplot it was just stupid like there's no other way to put it. I mean, they did a fine job of it. It's just stupid to have it written in at yeah. all. But I, I feel like I'm bashing all over this. But I really, like, it's enjoyable. The only thing that that brings it down is all these bad moments don't happen at, like, one select point. It's not like there's just a bad right. spot. It's like, no, no, let's have all this They're action. They're kind of sprinkled in there. Let's have all this action. They'll make it to this room, and then it'll be Amanda Waller. And then let's slow down the movie <laughs> to have her give some exposition. And then we'll have another scene where we have some badass action. And we'll go into a bar for 15 minutes and I'll talk about our feelings instead of maybe having done this on a transport or any other point. It's really, it was really weird that they did it that way. And then they went and had this final battle, but it didn't feel like anything had actually built up to it, even though you'd had two pretty decent fights before then, because they kept breaking yeah. it up really weird. Yeah. And they, they kept, yeah, the, the, they would slow it down and like, and I, I really appreciate usually when movies, that are super actiony have moments where it's not full action and they actually get some character development done. And because honestly, I, I don't need a movie that's action all the time, but usually they, I don't know. It's just planned out a bit better so that it doesn't be like, it doesn't go, you know, 90 miles an hour and then go down to 20 miles an hour and then go back up to 90 miles an hour. 
No, like the Amanda Waller scene, like it would have been fine if they'd seen it was her and she shot those FBI agents and we got that little bit of her and then we moved on, but it stopped completely. And the same thing with the bar. If they'd gone in and Diablo just told his story and we move on, probably would have been fine, but they need to have all these little cute, semi-humorous, you know, chit-chat moments and it just felt like we were were sitting there for no reason. Yeah. But overall, I thought it was good. Killer Croc got wasted. Yeah, but the few moments I have him, I really liked. There's a couple moments that I really liked with him. And it's 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 a weird character to make one of the main characters, I guess. Because it just seems like, I don't know, like he's going to be the token monster character. Like there's not like really much else for him to be, I feel I felt like. Yeah, but I would have liked to have seen him try to go hand to hand with those. Because I mean, that, that seemed like a dumb choice. Because in the end, those water guys, the underwater demolition team or whatever, went under there and did their thing anyway. Scott Eastwood and his guys. Yeah. So... Pretty much, they got. And rid he did of, get a little bit of a fight, but not much. Not enough to say he was that they would have needed him. I mean, that's what bothered me. I felt like he would have been more useful up top, and it would have been more action if we'd seen him do it. Because in the end, we didn't really have any action in that final fight. It was all let's do a little bit of stuff, and now we'll have a action moment with the El Diablo God mode, and then we'll slow it back down, and then we'll have Harley Quinn trigger. And it was like, oh, that was a weak payoff. <laughs> the yeah, the the one demolition guy who, like, totally sacrifices himself under the water when he blows up the bomb. Right. It's like, man, there's the, there's the hero right there of this movie. And then I like the fact that apparently <laughs> they're susceptible to bombs. So my immediate thought is, why the fuck didn't you just nuke them? Right? Like, apparently C4 fixes, like, blows up magic. Yeah, you can kill gods with C4. So I'm like, all right. So, I mean, even if you don't have to nuke them, <laughs> just send in some kind of bomb and... You're do- like, we couldn't have sent a robot with the bomb in there? I don't understand. Yep. Really, really, really <laughs> confusing. But, I mean, the, the writing is frustrating, but you have to understand the characters were so well acted, the ones that really got focused. They were. Like, Will Smith knocked it out of the park. Like, the scenes yes. where he was just the dad with his daughter were great. His scene with Batman was great. His scene in the cells was great. His scene when he got the gun was great. And then once he was out, you know, that's how I cut and run, all that. He was, I was just messing with you. I was just trying to get you there. All of that was classic Will Smith. And yeah. just, I mean, we're talking men in black Will Smith. And it was just great. It was perfect. Margot Robbie, you know, she she knocked Harley Quinn out of the park. It just wasn't as well written as it should have been. Uh, Jared Leto, I, I really dug his Joker. I'd like to see him do something different. But I did like his version of it. I liked his take on it. I think if we had that Joker just in his own movie, allowed to run a little bit wild not have to focus on just one thing like Harley, see him doing just criminal shit would be awesome. Yeah. Maybe get a little bit more of an insight into their relationship and see, and hopefully see, because I hope that they write it correctly, hopefully see that Joker doesn't actually care about her and that he's not a good, it's not a good relationship in any way, shape, or form. Right. No, I think I think that's exactly how it should be. I mean, that's how it is in the comics. Like, he cuts yeah. and runs... And she, she takes the fall. And that's what I would have liked to have seen while saying the way they should have written it was when they were on that helicopter and was going down and he saw the Suicide Squad coming after them, he should have thrown Harley to the wolves. And then she could yeah. have been like, I guess I'm with you guys now. And they would have just picked her up like she's a prisoner, but she's also helping. And then it makes sense because yeah, when she tries exactly. to get away in the elevator, when she does all the other stuff, that even the turn at the end where you think, I'm using air quotes, where you think maybe she's going to flip sides it all becomes a little bit more believable because of the way we see it the rest of the way. It's just kind of whack. Yeah. 
Yeah. So did you have, uh, what was your pitch? What, what's your pitch for the next DC Oh, so DC what, would, what would I do with the DCU from this point forward? Um, assuming, I'm assuming in my case that everything on the slate is still happening. So we're going to get the Justice League movie and the Batman movie and the Aquaman, the Flash and the Wonder Woman. All that's happening. Yeah. Um, I would I would handle Man of Steel because I feel like that's going to be the weak point because Ben Affleck's Batman I like it I dig it I think it's going the right direction I think if he's alone he can do something Wonder Woman looks good I'm not a big Wonder Woman fan but they they, they appear to be doing that right now they appear to be doing this right so yeah I hope it's a little bit it more looks really good written you know towards that style of real Wonder Woman I think I I toss back and forth two ideas so I'll, I'll go with the pitch that I went with, but I wanted to say there was another thing that I thought about, which was like a Teen Titans uh, type deal. Yeah. Like to have, not, oh my gosh. you know, like have Robin or Nightwing in there and uh, Beast Boy and Starfire and Raven. Like I, I cyborg with them. That would be the best. Like I thought that might be cool. But my only problem with that is then you tie in like too many, you tie in too much to the big name movies already. And I don't feel like you want to double down on those movies yet. They're not double down worthy. So I went with yeah. correct and error, which is Man of Steel. I feel like Man of Steel has just gone downhill every time we see him. So uh, yep. they mishandled the death of <laughs> Superman. So I, only, I think the only way you can correct that is to come back with the good return of Superman story. So I'm going with the reign of the Superman. So uh, it's going to center around four, uh, you know, the four Superman that come out. So I want like, John Henry Irons to come out and be steel like the Iron Man of this universe. I know Cyborg's kind of there, but he's a cyborg. He's not a man in a suit. He's not a human. Right. So I thought that would give it some heart. It would be a good way to go. Plus, you know, you get a little diversity in the mix and you can play with things like politically. If you get somebody that wants to do like a Winter Soldier type movie, but a little more gritty because that's the DC way. I have to remember that. Uh, you can use like Black Lives Matter or something like he's tired of seeing it every day and he understands that there's a problem and he doesn't think either side's right or wrong, but he knows he can stand up. Right. So he dons this armor that he makes and he becomes the change he wants to see. And he goes out into the world to replace Superman, but not to be above people, but to be a man in a suit. I think that's a cool idea. I'd like to see that mix with the Eradicator and Cyborg Superman and uh, Superboy. I'd like to bring in Superboy because that gives us options. I think all of those things give us options. They can stick together. They can branch out into other movies. They can just be cameos. Um, so the plot line would be pretty much the same plot, plot line. Um, after everything that happened, the Kryptonian ship is still there. So we have Project Cadmus, and they're working on cloning Superman. They don't steal his body, but they work on cloning him with his blood or something okay. from the battle. And they create Superboy. And Superboy goes rogue and doesn't want anything to do with them. And so you got this wild child, you know, Kryptonian running around. And John Henry Arns is trying to do right. But this kid, like, you know, he kicks up a little ruckus. But since he's Superman, he kicks up a big ruckus. And he tries to talk right. to him and bring him down. And so that's when Eradicator shows up and says, you know what? You're out of control. I got to take you down. I'm the last Kryptonian. And they kind of have, a, you know, that scene from Avengers where Thor and... Iron Man and Captain America going at it. Like, they have a little yeah. bit of that where he's like, hey, you know, cool your jets. It's okay. I've got it under control. And he, they kind of go at each other. And Superboy's not having it. So then Cyborg Superman shows up. And you think, this is the real Superman. That's the fake out. Is This is the real Superman. He's here. He's going to help us. 
He's come to save the day. He's even in the black suit. He has everything like they're talking about doing Cavill. And uh, turns out he's the villain. Superman becomes the the overlord that Batman feared. And so they have to join forces to kind of take him down. And, you know, I think that's it. It sounds really basic. And it is because I really want to get these characters focused and grounded and see where they what they're each different, where they're where they each have their own, you know, strengths and weaknesses and how they need to be a team together and then have them break apart. And like when we have Justice League, you have Justice League International and you have Dark Side probably coming. You have all these you have these characters to play with, you know. Superman has a real threat yeah. then because he has the Eradicator out there and he, he has Cyborg Superman out there. And Superboy, you know, he can sacrifice himself. We don't need him around or something can happen to him. <laughs> I, I mean, we don't have to Poor have him. Superboy. Or you can go form up with the Teen Titans. I don't, I mean, I'm not against it. I just, he's, he's, he's the audience analog in the movie, but he's not, he's not the core character. The core character to me would have to be John Henry Arts because he's the human. And so just seeing those guys have a fight seeing how they would each handle problems differently. I think it kind of addresses like, okay, you don't want all this destruction, but you want all this action. You don't want to have an illogical plot, but you want a fast pace. It, it really serves to show people like what all, what all the different options you can have in these superhero films without just being a monster mess. And I think if you get somebody to direct it, uh, you know, I, I don't know who you would get, but you get somebody that works, one of the fast and furious directors, somebody that knows action, that works with an ensemble. I don't know. But it's not about Superman. It's about restoring the image of the Superman brand, and I think that's what you get by having these other Superman out there. So that that's my pitch. I think they need yeah. to. I think they need to get a movie that has a, a group of good guys and not just the Suicide Squad, where it's people you don't really know that you don't have reference for. Because these guys are supposed to be Superman. That's enough of a reference to get into these characters. I feel like. So yeah, what'd you have? I could dig that. What'd you have? Well, it's. I guess it's kind of cheating because it's been suggested before. But it's something that I'd really love to see. Uh, it's basically, uh, I think Margot Robbie is the one who pitched it. She said that after Suicide Squad, she wanted to do like a Girls of DC movie where you got mm. uh, you got Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy and like Catwoman and maybe some of the other female, uh, not so well known, but some of the other female villains versus some of the female heroes. So like you get Batgirl and Supergirl and like Black Canary and you 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 just have like a, a fun movie with, uh, you know, with a bunch of females in it. I think it would be really fun. And I've always loved all of those characters. So I would love to see them in a movie and not have it be like be, have it be more of like a Suicide Squad thing where it's not like the main storyline like they're leading up to with the Avengers, but like something a little bit on the side that's a more fun movie. And because uh, I think that DC could definitely use a few more fun movies. Yeah, definitely in its lineup. <laughs> so would it be all female? No, I don't think it would be all female. I think that I would like to see me even if they're just a few cameos with a couple of other characters like. Maybe have, uh, like, even, like, Batman show up at one point or um, maybe have, like, one of the other uh, Justice League members who's not big yet, like, maybe the Flash or maybe even Cyborg or somebody, you know, show up in it as well and play a decent-sized role in it. Uh, But, yeah, and I thought that maybe, you know, female-centered but not necessarily all-female because, you know, it's good to have a good balance as well. Maybe show some more... um, some more Joker in it as well, since it would have Harley Quinn in it. Uh, 
Like, because one of my favorite episodes of the old 90s Batman cartoon, I think it's called Harley's Day Out. And it's like, yes, yes. Harley goes out on her own because the Joker, you know, is being a douche like usual. And she goes out and does her own stuff. And then I think, uh, I think that Poison Ivy joins her, if I remember correctly. And they get in some trouble with Batman. And it's a really fun episode. So just something like that with, um, female-centric, not completely female, but at the same time, something that would be more fun and maybe introduce some of those other side characters that we haven't really gotten to see yet. Yeah, I mean, that sounds really interesting. So I, what what would be like a basic plot? Like, how would you have it work? Let me think. Um, I hadn't put in a whole lot of thought into it, I guess, but basically um, maybe even have it start off with uh, with Harley and the Joker, and it looks like it's going to be more centered around them. But then the Joker, for whatever reason, doesn't want her around at that p- moment and just basically kicks her out. So kind of like the start to that yeah. episode. But um, you get more of the, she's like, fine, I'm going to go do stuff on my own. So she goes off on her own to do something and she runs into these other characters. Or maybe she's, because maybe we can just do a little bit of uh, exposition and say that she's, you know, they've done, they've already met. Uh, she's already met Poison Ivy, and she's already met like whichever other characters we want in the in the show, and uh, you know have them get together and start doing like some crime spree type stuff. Um, and then I would like it though if there was some sort of like big baddie, like some sort of big baddie that was worse than any of like the the main characters who uh who ends up showing up and then maybe at the end like the villains and the superheroes kind of have to work together to defeat the big big baddie and um and then end up of course having to go back to being enemies but uh maybe have a a brief moment where they actually have to work together in order to survive i think that'd be kind of interesting maybe it's a little simplistic but honestly i think they could use a little more less serious fun movies and i I think it could be lots of fun. Because I I don't know. What do you think is the biggest issue facing the DCU right now? I think it's their writing, to be honest. Like, I'm not sure what they're going for. Because they with, with Suicide Squad, they tried to add in a bit more fun moments. But it just... Yeah, they seem to be, like, really... It's jolting you around a bit with the writing. It's not smooth. Um, like, I think for the most part, the acting is fine. And in some places, the acting is fantastic. So I'm thinking the writing, and I'm not sure exactly where they need to be going in that direction, like what they need to do to fix it, but I think they need to fix it. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think that there's definitely a writing issue. I think the other thing is editing. They haven't had good editing yeah. yet, I don't feel like. And I don't know. I think it's maybe the studio gets involved and gets worried about all these reviews and press and what overthinking like what people want. Because for me, I just hate going in to see a film that I feel like there's a better cut. And the last two, both uh, Batman versus Superman and Suicide Squad, I've really felt like there's a better cut somewhere. Yeah. Like, they have the footage. It just wasn't, the pieces weren't put together right. So I'd like to see something that was a little more lighthearted, that still had a pace to it, that had action, that had some drama, but wasn't, you know, it wasn't meant to be taken that way. It's yeah, just fun. exactly. It's just good old blockbuster fun. And not these dark pieces that they've been putting out that are, I don't even know what to call them. They're, they're their own genre, and it's not a good yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like think. a very bizarre, almost good, but not quite good 
genre that like makes you just kind of walk out of it feeling like, did I like that? I don't really know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I leave and I have that. I have the question every time I get in the car. I have to ask my wife. I'm like, is it, is it good or bad that I like this part? Is it good or bad that I don't like this part? And I don't feel like I should right. have to have those questions when I leave. I feel like I should leave and immediately have a gut reaction. Good or bad, I should have a gut reaction that says, I like this movie. I don't yeah. like this movie. Yeah. I don't know. But hopefully, hopefully with the Wonder Woman, they'll do the right thing. It looks really good. Like, the, I'm hoping that Wonder Woman is great because it the trailers look awesome. And it does kind of, like, because granted, it's it's also World War II, so it is really reminding me of, like, Captain America. But it looks, it looks really good. It, it looks amazing. And you know what? I've come around to her being in the part. So I'm all, I'm all for it right now. Everything says, all signs point to yes. That's good. Justice League, I'm a little bit more iffy. And I'm not liking that they're having trouble writing that. Yeah. But overall, I, I think that it's still salvageable. I think they're another bad movie away from it not being salvageable. But they can make it work. But it's it's definitely doable. If Wonder Woman comes out and is big and huge, they can go another bad movie or two. But otherwise, I don't I don't think there's much of Wonder Woman bombs and Justice League bombs. I just don't see them continuing yeah. this version of the DCU. I know everyone says they got contracts. There's already money. It's already written. I, I dig that, but. I mean, look at Warcraft, look at Ghostbusters. Money matters, and, you know, after a while, people yeah. stop going. And that's the thing. That's like, I think that a lot of people, at least from what I've heard, a lot of people are really excited for Wonder Woman and think it looks awesome. I don't think I've heard anyone who's been naysaying it or anything like that quite yet. So I think that they're going to have to really bomb to get people to not like this movie. Because there's not, like, weird preconceived notions like there were in Ghostbusters or anything like that where, I, at least I haven't heard any yet of any sort of, like, uh, naysaying on the movie. So, most I think that it's going to have to be really bad for people not to like it. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think both are possible. I think it could come out and be amazing, and I think they could definitely yeah. kill it. I hope it will be good. Well, <laughs> <laughs> That 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 wraps it up. Yeah, for me, I think bros. I've pretty much said all I can say. Okay, so at this point, I just want to say if you've enjoyed this episode, then congratulations. Because <laughs> uh, it was just people. two of us. But you should definitely check us out on Twitter at Nerdtastic Four Pod. Check out the Nerdtastic Four dot com. Find us on Facebook and on iTunes. You can subscribe and give us five stars. I highly recommend that. Five stars. Please. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for listening so much. Even though it was just the two of us, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll be more of us, but uh, we'll see. We'll be back to full Yeah. Stuff. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>